Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Over the years, it's been a real privilege to have so many men come amongst us to minister God's Word in our morning Bible readings, and it's a delight this year to have Jonathan Lamb. Jonathan is an author and Bible teacher and minister at large for Keswick Ministries, serving the Keswick movement around the world through teaching, writing, and traveling. And so tonight, just for a few moments, Jonathan's going to give us a little bit of an overview as to where we're going this week in our Bible study. So welcome, Jonathan. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan, and good evening, everyone. Uh, Mark and I are delighted to be here. We've been uh, in Northern Ireland many times, but never too worldwide. So it's a great privilege for us to be joining you this week. Thank you. And uh, during these morning Bible studies, we're going to delve into the little prophecy of Habakkuk under the title, Trusting the Lord in Turbulent Times. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Habakkuk. He's not a prophet that we uh, read about too often. You may even have difficulty locating him in the Bible. But I'm here to help you. He's between Nahum and Zephaniah. (laughs) And um, this lovely little prophecy has been a great help to me over the years because it's extremely realistic, it's very honest, and it is full of certainty that the Lord reigns. And that, in fact, is why I thought it might be good for us to look at it over these five sessions. Our theme is the Lord reigns, and there's absolutely no doubt Habakkuk affirms that reality. But he does so by going through a very demanding journey. And uh, let me explain just quickly a couple of reasons why that's the case. The first thing is, you know that in the Bible, and certainly in this little prophecy, there is a point of tension between what we believe and what we sing about and what is happening in our world. It was true for Habakkuk, and it is definitely true for us. So we affirm our Lord reigns, God reigns. We affirm his sovereignty and control. But there are so many events in our world and in our own personal lives which might lead us to the conclusion that we have some doubts about that truth. Habakkuk begins his prophecy by asking God very difficult questions about why these things are happening in Jerusalem of his day, why uh, he allows the wicked to be in charge. He's full of questions. Why does God allow this? It's the point of tension between what we believe about the God who's in control and what we see in our world. And of course, we can imagine the small group of believers in Afghanistan or in North Korea or in other parts of the world, or indeed in our own setting, where things happen which raise a question mark about God's sovereignty or control. I'm sure that's happened in your life. I always remember a little remark made by um, the bishop in South Africa, Desmond Tutu, who he said, there are times when for sure we want to say to God, God, we know you're in charge, but why don't you make it slightly more obvious? And that is part of what Habakkuk is beginning to encounter Uh, as he asks God these tough questions. Then the second thing that we need to remember as we enter that little prophecy is something, again, we struggle with, and that is Habakkuk was in between the promises which God had made and their ultimate fulfillment. He was in the waiting room. And therefore, that was an uncomfortable moment, and we'll look on Tuesday morning at what this waiting means for us as well. 
We've had great promises made by God to us and about uh, the future. We still have to wait for some of those to be fulfilled. We're in a better position than Habakkuk, of course. We know the Lord Jesus, and we know how all God's promises are fulfilled in him. But that same experience of waiting is also ours. So the prophecy teaches us about what it means to wait, how to hold on to God's promises with a kind of steadfast believing, which he talks about in chapter 2, how it's possible uh, to trust God's promises even through these periods of waiting. And then the third thing to mention is that this little prophecy helps us most of all because Habakkuk discovered that he could put his trust in God in a turbulent world because of what God had said to him. Again, we'll look in chapter 2 at the moment when up on the walls of Jerusalem, God gave his revelation to Habakkuk. And we do the same. We come to his word so that we have a perspective for our own lives on the world in which we live. And Habakkuk was given a remarkable vision of God's judgments. We'll be looking at that on Wednesday. It's important that we do so because God is a God of judgment, not only in the future, but even in our own world now. And also a great vision of his saving acts, a wonderful song in chapter 3, which reveals how God has acted in the past and will act in the future in saving his people. So trusting God in a turbulent world is possible. As we hear this word, we trust God's promises. I suppose many of us will know the little doxology at the end of Habakkuk, though the fig tree do not blossom, uh, though there be no fruit on the vine, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. That's probably the most famous part of the prophecy. But I think that we realize how significant that lovely doxology is after we've made the journey with uh, Habakkuk from those big questions through to all of the challenges of waiting, through the issues of judgment and deliverance, and then he can finally find his feet on solid rock. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. So, uh, may we welcome you to that journey, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, at 11.30, as we walk through this little prophecy. Thank you very much. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.